0: Your host, Beth Ann.
2: And I uh, welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you. It's a mission and a commitment, and that is hard for other people around me to understand. To uh, be honest, it's hard for me to understand some days. But we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Mindy is going to join us today, and uh, it's always an interesting show when Mindy comes on. Let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for the great Lord and God that you are, creator of all life. We praise you for your patience, and it takes a whole lot for your children, or Henri, to say the least. Father, we don't brag about that, because we know that our will has taken us away from you. And as a body of believers in a nation that was once called by your name, we have destroyed it. We ask your forgiveness for the sins within our lives and the sins in this nation. And Father, we also pray for justice. We know justice will happen because you are just. We pray for courage and that you will equip us to walk the path you have laid before each and every one of us and endurance. For, Father, we do grow weary, very weary. Strength. We need your strength. Father, help us to not be discouraged by the things that happen around us, but to be determined To right the wrongs and not become a part of them grant us that great gift of discernment in this world for the deceiver he walks among us (laughs) lately he's been dancing but you live within us may we never forget that we pray for your protection father for your protection on President Donald J. Trump and all those around him, for the protection of those who have been imprisoned because of January 6th unjustly, Father, denied their rights like Joseph just thrown in prison without a trial. And when trials happen, they're fixed. I pray for them, Father. I lift them up to you. We stand in the gap for them. It is for such a time as this, Father, that I pray in Jesus' name, amen. We no longer live, we no longer have a government, we have a racket, a kleptocracy, it is a syndicate of crime, and the only separation of powers is them and us, the little people the peasants, to be used by the elite to accomplish for themselves more wealth and more power. The longer I'm in this position where news is like 24-7, news if that's what you call it, the more I am convinced we are living a lie. We, um, Hold on just a second. I've got a little problem here. We are living a lie. And perhaps we're existing here like a Twilight Zone or that movie Truman, where everything was fake. Not one thing was real. Of course, it isn't just one person, it's the majority of us. You know, like in Truman, it was just one person, and the whole world was watching what they manipulated his life. But this is us, we the people. Power tends to corrupt absolute power, corrupts absolutely, said Lord Acton. Great men are almost always bad men, even when they exercise influence and not authority. Still more when you super add the tendency of the certainty of corruption by authority. Again, Lord Acton. Yet George Washington was a man who walked away from power. He could have been king of America. Who do you know today that would do such a thing? Who do we know today that seems head set to right the wrongs and change course in America? Restore the republic. There's only one man of power whom I've heard say that. But I'm not wanting to talk about him. I want to talk about us and how we view this mess America has found herself in. What happened? You know, C.S.C. Talk Radio and Derry Brownfield and Mindy with the Cavalry Group, we've often discussed property rights and the obstruction of it or the taking of such rights away, the taking of the land, the taking of your rights. This just isn't just an infringement on farmers and ranchers or people who happen to own a few acres out in the country. All Americans are subject to this taking, this great taking of America. Fox, Newsmax, OAN, all the others that we trust, we think we trust, the news outlets for conservatives, they never mention this. They never mention property rights. They occasionally mention the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. Maybe never speak of such things as property rights. Certainly, with the loss of Tucker Carlson and Fox, we should open our eyes But Megyn Kelly has come forward. But Megyn Kelly isn't a true conservative. It never was. I saw her treat Ammon Bundy on her show with great disrespect. Pay the rent, pretty much is what she said. I saw how rude she was to Ben Carson when he was just commenting. He's not an anti-vaxxer. He was just commenting on somebody else that had been that and, and said there's reason to look into it. There's reason. Science says we never are done. We keep looking into things. I saw her stumble numerous times when the uh, subject of abortion was up. She wasn't a true pro-lifer. And Fox actually lost viewers after how she treated Trump in that very first debate. And now she's coming forward to tell us all about Fox and Tucker. But this isn't about her, and it's not about Trump, and it's not about Tucker. Tucker. This morning's press conference was actually evidence against Joe Biden. Will anything happen? Well, justice and truth will prevail, but the crime syndicate will eventually crash. But it might take us all down with it. I read an essay. I want all of you to read it. We're going to have to get it for you. The War on American Republic. How Liberalism Became Despotism by Kevin Slack. You could be discouraged by it. And I was until I got to the end. I'm running short of time here in this monologue, so I do want to bring Mindy on so we can at least say howdy before we go into that first break. Mindy, how are you doing today?
1: Good morning. I'm enjoying <laughs> your introduction. This is what? so pertinent today, as it always is. Thank you, you know,
2: I've got to send that article to you. It's very lengthy, but I think you and Mark will both, I don't want to use the word enjoy, <laughs> but be captured, <laughs> maybe captivated by what this man says, yes. but he lays it out. He lays it out, Mindy, exactly what's happening. And it is globalism, but he talks about the kleptocracy, and he talks about the mediocracy, and he talks about all these-ocracies against the citizenship. It's not our government anymore, and we've known it. We just want to keep saying it's not so, but it it is so. And you've seen evidence of the things that you try to do and how you try to protect property owners and property rights for everyone and it's just they can't have us on a property you know but anyway i want to get to what's really happening this morning and i want you to talk about what's happening in your in your area what you're dealing with the most right now which is unfortunately the same thing we deal with every day <laughs> you're listening to csc talk radio this is beth ann with mindy patterson of the cavalry group and we'll be right back And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth and my co-host today. I can't hardly tell, call her a guest. She's my co-host. And, and, uh, I don't know that I do a true interview. We just kind of chat, try to figure things out. That's what's unique about CSE Talk Radio, isn't it, Mindy? We're just pretty laid back. We're it's the mom. Great. We're the mom. And, uh, this article that I read, I do want to explain it a little bit to you and I'm going to send it to you. But I kind of see us as a Twilight Zone. You know, we're just living this in this American dream and it's turning into a nightmare. We see one thing after the other, one absurdity after the other. And we saw what happened this morning. I don't know if you watched any of the news this morning, but it was breaking news, breaking news. And, uh, of course, the mainstream media didn't cover it, but, um, uh, representative, uh, uh, what was this? What's his name? Comer. I always want to say Comer, oh, yeah, but that's Kentucky. the other guy. He yeah. made, yeah, he made his, uh, um, Press conference today, and they have found that $10 million of foreign money was filtered into 20 different LLCs of Joe Biden's son, 20 companies. Now, the boy doesn't do anything, and it was distributed to families, members, including grandchildren. $10 million. And much of it happened while Joe Biden was vice president. Joe Biden. Ex from China and Ukraine. Wow. And, um, of course the mainstream media weren't, wasn't talking about it because we turned it on Fox News. We had Fox News on here. I don't think Newsmax is big enough to have somebody there yet on all things when things happen. They'll, they'll take care of it later, but it was breaking news and it was on Fox and, um, we also had uh, ABC on at the same time on Rudy's phone. They weren't covering any of it. They weren't even covering the press conference. I'm sure they were there. But, uh and justice will prevail, whether it prevails here or later. It will prevail. Truth will always be truth. You can't, you can hide it, but it doesn't disappear. <laughs> yep. And, and so my point was, we see all these things, and if you think it was just the Biden family, because the FBI's been involved in hiding it, the CIA's been involved in hiding it, if you think he took $10 million or even $1 million during the pres- vice presidency and Obama didn't know anything about it, then we're pretty doggone naive. Yes. So when I read this uh, article by this gentleman, it's just like we've known all along. They all have to know about what's happening. All of them. And... It's uh, It can be discouraging and overwhelming if we allow it to be. But in his final message, he said, but conservatives have no reason to be pessimistic. The emperor has no clothes. The incompetent, the corrupt, and the degenerate ruling class has lost all legitimacy. So they got all puffed up, and now we're all finding everything out. I guess the next step is, what do we do with our knowledge? And that's yet to be seen. So, anyway, that's just, I'm going to send the article to you. I sent it to my husband and a son and a few other people. I thought uh, Melody Cedarstrom might enjoy it. I enjoys the wrong word, but it's very lengthy. It's very lengthy, but I'll send it to you. It's Please, off of American says, greatness. Well, it's that's
1: ground of, zero for what we're facing today on this eve of the Title 42 being removed. I mean, <laughs> the invasion is teed up at the southern border and and northern border and the northern border and
2: it
1: it is really just remarkable i guess is the word that we have an administration that does not care at all about the admin about the american people
2: zero not at all zero care
1: about our sovereignty in my opinion whatever he's doing he's been paid to do and he is doing the bidding for many others biden is just an empty shell who is carrying out the wishes of the communists and you know
2: yeah when when we heard this press conference this morning Rudy <clears> said if he was Joe Biden he'd be stuffing some money in a in a suitcase and heading out and I said what head to the border exactly. <laughs> you all go this way I'm going that way <laughs> <laughs> that would make a funny cartoon
1: actually it really I, would I
2: wish I could draw
1: <laughs> funny or sad I'm not sure which but you know this I know I, I always refer to this book, and I'm going to I, – I need to send you a copy if you don't have it already. Yes, The please. Naked Communist by Cleon Skousen.
2: I do not have that one.
1: Because he just nails it in the whole premise for communism, and everything that we have witnessed unfolding um, throughout the Obama years, as well as the Biden years, is the third premise, which Cleon Skousen says is the the end justifies the means. He says there is no such thing as innate right or wrong, and that is what the Marxists do. To lie, is that wrong? Not for a good cause, they say. To steal, is that wrong? Not for a good cause, they say. To kill, is that wrong? Not for a good cause, and not for the end goal of what we truly believe. We call that pragmatism, that the end justifies the means. That's what we're watching unfold to insert their ideology and their end goal which is to destroy our republic our republic form of government our representative form of government which i think has already been destroyed based yes. on the the fraud and faulty elections that have been uh, unfolding for Will over it actually- a decade
2: I think we actually lost representation. Uh, That began when they changed the 17th Amendment. Yeah. And when they put that in there that changed how the senators were elected and no longer appointed by the state legislators, they are. It's a popular vote, and with the popular vote, you can buy any state Senate seat you want. Exactly.
1: Well, it's interesting, under this premise of excuse me the end justifies the means uh goes on to say that it's highly important to the communists to have every person obey blindly and the way they have accomplished that is by dumbing us down having us Mm -hmm. sticking our face in a phone or television or computer dumbing down our kids into our schools and uh it basically, removing the truth from our news. There's, you know, where do you go to get true news? You go to Beth Ann Common Sense Radio. <laughs>
2: I oh that I had reporters that were honest around here that would I if, oh that I had the money to hire. But you know, one of the examples and I think you and I have all seen this, uh Rudy and I've talked about it. We still see it today, but if you've got people convinced that they get in their Subaru and put on a mask they're safe, then you've won. <laughs> you've won. <laughs> you know? And, and we see it happening, and I know. you know what they had that conference in the White House yesterday over this debt ceiling stuff, this this pretend thing, yep, and uh they were sitting like three feet away on the sofas, they weren't even sitting next to each other now, they weren't wearing masks, but they were sitting all separated, and I thought, "Oh, my goodness, I what think a show. oh yeah, absolutely, and it's like, what?" It's like, oh my. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's such a
1: ridiculous show and oh boy, yep, it's just there's so much uh, that we are putting up with right now and I know in my heart that the majority of Americans aren't buying it and it's, and it's all catering to the small vocal minority, the same mm-hmm. groups that are fussing about which gender they are and burning down legitimate businesses and Turning a blind eye to the law, I mean you know the rule of law, the constitution uh, you know it's it's interesting. Uh, I was doing a little research about title forty two that Trump put into place, but i was I was thinking, you know this is interesting that that we have to pass these extra layers of things yes. when we already have laws in place Let's absolutely just enforce the laws. We have immigration laws, we have for years.
2: We're just not enforcing what we have. And that's that was the case with, uh, that is the case with Joe Biden. Yes. But when Trump was trying to enforce them, who was he fighting? Congress. <laughs> he had to fight Congress, and he put before an emergency act. And, of course, many of the Republicans in there voted against it. Yeah. And some of those are, are the up-and-coming conservatives, like uh, uh, Matt Gates. He voted against it. And he gave his explanation, and it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, and now here we have Chicago claiming an emergency situation, and New York wants to claim an emergency situation. Boo-hoo. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> get over yourselves. Exactly. You know, yeah. Just t- send them back, send them back, because it's an emergency here. Well, what is it to these people? Yeah. Anyway, I hear the music. We're heading into another break. Uh, I'm going to kind of turn it over to you when we come back. I think I've talked enough. I want you to have some time to tell what is actually happening and what the battles you are that, that you're fighting right now. And uh, it's all about property rights. It's all about your rights. Those inalienable rights given to us by our Creator God, not granted to us by any piece of paper or any congressman. Amen. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Mindy Patterson of the Cavalry Group, also... New Territory Media. You can click on my website and go straight to hers if you find those icons. You're listening to C S E Talk Radio with Mindy and Beth Ann, and we will be right back. We have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Mindy Patterson of the Cavalry Group is with us today. Mindy, I'm going to read a couple of things to you, and I'm going to let you kind of take off after that because I don't know if you read my last substack. Mm-hmm. And for those who are listening, I am covering the grievances. And so in this last substack, and I cover several of them in one, so they get kind of lengthy. But in this last one, I covered Grievance 13. But going back to Grievance 10, I always think about our battles with all the bureaucracy (laughs) and all the departments, the alphabet departments of bureaucracy. Yes. And one of the grievances in Grievance 10, the ending part says, "...he has sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance." (laughs) He created new departments. He created new offices." And in 13, and this is the one I think you're going to, you know, Some I've read them so many times, but you can do it just another guess, like reading your Bible, and all of a sudden something yes. jumps out at you. Yes, He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: There Isn't that go. what you deal with every day? Every Isn't that day. what the bureaucracy is, acts of pretended legislation? Yes.
1: Yes, and and they even have these uh, processes called rulemaking, which is within the bureaucracies, which is circumvents the legislature, yes. uh, circumvents Congress that allows these bureaucracies to basically, I mean, really what they're doing is making law. But they, yes. they're not supposed to make law. No. <laughs> but they are. That's what this, the rulemaking process is. Whoever came up with that idea is just, it, they're
2: treasonous. They're evil geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> <Truly>. <laughs> Although I'm not sure it's really genius. It, it is going to end up collapsing on them. It's taken it a long time. Yeah. But but what they have done here, and it's not just in this country. I mean, it's, it's uh, when we're talking about, all these uh, billionaires that have taken over and are trying to run things, it's uh, its global. And, of course, we know that's what they want. They want a global governance, not not a that's local right. government. Well,
1: and all of these things, it really is truly working toward the Hunger Games because the state will own everything. Mm. And and the thing that is so frightening about the 30 by 30 uh, plan, the executive order that Biden yes. signed –
2: Yes. And, along the lines of property
1: rights and all of these things, whether it's local legislation, state legislation, federal legislation, or these stupid executive orders that Biden keeps signing. And there's no announcement of these things. You have to go hunt for them, but he's signing them. But this 30 by 30 plan uh, is being implemented through uh, legislation at the local, state and federal levels. And it's it's it is really happening. And basically, some of these things will basically make you a tenant on your own property by the handing over your land under the uh, the stewardship, if you will, which doesn't sound scary, but under the stewardship of the federal government. And the thing that bothers me so much about that is, what good has the government done in managing our land
2: in our stewardship? Yes, like the Hammonds, exactly. <laughs> like what happened to the Hammonds, exactly. I mean, yeah, they know better how to take care of their their land, but not yep. the government. And the government, the stewardship of the government, is why we have all these wildfires going on.
1: Right. Well, the federal government's not supposed to own any land to begin UNN. with, but UNN. they are usurping land through all of these different legislative means. People aren't paying attention. Because they're too busy growing and raising our food, because this plan is being implemented at the rural level. And most of these plans to usurp ownership of private property and land from rural America. And yes. you're right. I mean, a lot of these wildfires have taken place because of, well, we've talked about this before, and not to be redundant, but remember in, during the Clinton administration, he had signed, I believe it was 2001, something called the Roadless Rules, and it denied access, management, and use to almost 60 million acres of forest and service lands. Yes,
2: yeah, so the inholders, the people who lived inside that, they couldn't even get away in and out. Yes. I no mean, it was egress. just ridiculous, yeah.
1: So both the U.S. Park Service and the U.S. Forest Service will be the largest landholders in the United States. And which they already currently own 640 million acres of land across all 50 states. And these agencies have over $11 billion for each for infrastructure expenses. But now, under President Biden's executive order, which he named Tackling the Climate Crisis at Home and Abroad, it's the 30 by 30 thing, but it's a collaborative effort between. Several departments, the Department of the Interior, the Department of Agriculture and Commerce, National Ocean and Atmospheric Administration, and the White House Council on Environment. That makes up Biden's America the Beautiful Task Force. Doesn't that just sound lovely? But what they're doing is literally usurping private property under the guise of conservation, which is, again, they hijack our words. It does not mean conservation. It means They will own your land, and you will be a tenant on the land of the federal government. So basically, uh, they're claiming to run this, pursue a locally-led and voluntary nationwide effort to conserve land and water. We know it's mostly about the water and other mineral rights. And they claim wildlife to restore everything, 30% of our lands and waters by 2030, which is less than seven years away, For the sake of our our economy, our health and our well-being, says this task force. Give me a break. The federal government really cares about our well-being. I don't think so. If they did, they wouldn't be allowing all these illegals to invade our country. You know, if they were so worried about COVID. You know, here we are. You know, they've already stated facts at the border that these these illegals are bringing in all kinds of devastating diseases into our country,
2: some yes. of which
1: are, you know, n- not only impacting humans, but our livestock animals as well, our food uh, sources. Really crazy what's going on.
2: It, it truly is, and it is It is actually an invasion. Yeah. And I don't think people realize it. I am a little bit, I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> I'm a lot concerned. I have yeah. mentioned it to Rudy and to my husband. I said... You know, this is concerning. I mean, this is what is going to happen? We're being invaded not just at the south, but the Border Patrol is also saying it's come, they're coming in on the north too. So they're coming in from both sides. Yep. And there's no place except to the middle. They're and not that's talking where we are. as much
1: about the Canadian border though, I've noticed.
2: But they are coming.
1: They are coming. Yeah. But they're the the focus seems to be on the Texas and Arizona border. So
2: it it is devastating was happening there. And we have seen what the illegals are doing and they all try to ignore it. And I was looking real quick through this article that I have this, this. it's an essay actually and I can't find it as I'm flipping through there because, you know, my boss taught me to highlight everything in red, but when it was important to highlight in red, but the whole thing I've got highlighted in red, so I really can't find what I was looking for. <laughs> it's like a red sheet of paper. But uh, he actually told how much money that uh, uh, and what is going on with John Kerry and how much money he's made oh. off of some of this stuff? And yeah. this is this is a good thing, but it's again, it's 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 a mask. I think it's a mask uh, to distract. Maybe the mask is the wrong of uh, a distraction mm-hmm. to make us think this man's doing good. So Senator Joe Manchin, it just came out this morning, vows to block all Biden nominees to Environmental Protection Agency. Interesting. Yeah. Why, didn't they, uh, why don't they just do away with the Environmental Protection Agency Department? That would I certainly think, cut it out at the root, wouldn't it? I, I think it would. What is it? Uh, nip it in the bud, as Barney yep. would say. Nip it in the bud, Andy. Nip it in the bud. <laughs> I hear the music. We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I hope you're learning something as we sit here and have a cup of coffee. Because we're in trouble, America. Yeah. But hope is there because you're actually hearing You can still hear if you tune into certain places what's happening. And it's the foundation of this nation that they're after. Mindy and Beth Ann. We'll be right back.
0: Elmer Heinrich here to talk about minerals. Most people are aware our topsoil is depleted and our foods, especially fruits and vegetables lack many minerals compared to years ago. Maybe that's the reason the world is sick. Now according to Dr. Linus Pauling, our bodies need 60 minerals every day but on average we get less than 12 minerals from the foods we eat. Immuno 150, an incredible nutritional supplement that can fill the gap because It contains 70 colloidal plant minerals and 80 additional nutrients, 150 in all. A month's supply of Immuno 150 is available for $54.95 by calling 888-310-5252 or on the website Immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. The 70 minerals are the key to good health and longevity, so call 888-310-5252. 800-613-8053. That's eight hundred six one three eighty fifty three.
2: And we have returned. to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. The last time you were on, Mindy, we talked about San Antonio and the... Uh, Things that were going on there with the carriage ban. They want to ban the carriages and put electric vehicles or something in there. I just saw this morning. That's one thing that made me think about that. And this is all young people. But it's a story from San Antonio. And it says the voters overwhelmingly reject pro-abortion and pro-marijuana referendum. And this the picture they have here is every one of them is young people. And one young man, and he happens to be black. He says he's got a sign he's holding up: "I am the post Roe generation." And another one says, "Love life, choose life. Stop falling call stop calling violence feminism, <laughs> and love them both." And I, th- I was overwhelmed by the youth that were there, and uh, because we're led to believe that they're the ones fighting for abortion. And I don't think we're quite as divided as they're trying to make us be, but what would happen if uh, if the um what would happen if the council left this carriage situ issue to the people there in San Antonio? Mm-hmm. Do you think the people are more for that than against it? I do, because I
1: think the people are pro-business. I think the people love the canal area. Um, there are rumblings now that they may not completely ban the horse-drawn carriages, but they want to move them out of the uh, canal tourist area, you know, the canal shopping areas where the, the carriages reside now. And that's what they did in New York City. They made yes. it very difficult for the carriage companies. They didn't ban them outright, but they they changed the ordinance. Uh, overseeing the carriages so that it may not have been a ban, but it was leading to a ban essentially because it made them made it difficult for them to find customers or, you know, give rides. So that's that's probably what is going to happen in San Antonio if they don't mm. pass the ordinance. Unfortunately, the election was this last uh, for the city council um, in San Antonio was this last Saturday. First off, what a terrible day to have an election yeah. on a Saturday. Tell me that wasn't by design. Um, well, and
2: as Spring is here, you know, all kinds of other things are going on that people yeah. attend, you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. And, and I believe that was on purpose. The incumbents all were reelected, um, although our our choice for District 2, Denise Gutierrez, did very, very well. She really brought in a lot of votes, but not enough to defeat the incumbent, who is mm. the very person who has put together the ordinance to ban horse-drunk carriages. So he's back, and, you know, there are things happening in the state legislature that are moving that could end up protecting these businesses, but the legislature only has three weeks left, so we're not sure if those bills are going to make it across the finish line. There's just a lot to unpack, and you bring up a really important point, Beth Ann. Is the culture changing? If it went to a vote of the people, would it, would a ban on horse-drawn carriages pass? I don't know. You know, we are seeing a shift take place, unfortunately, against animal enterprise, and people just aren't doing the math. They think, oh, well, this doesn't affect me, and these horses look sad. I don't like the fact that they're working so hard. So they just aren't thinking big picture. How will it impact you? Well, it's the slippery slope. If they ban horse-drawn carriages or if they ban the rodeo, they'll... Ban something else related to the livestock industry. And then the next thing you know, meat will become extremely scarce. Sound familiar? We've already Won't gone down that road. to
2: eat bugs. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's just going to get worse. You know, and my whole solution to that is, if you don't like horse-drawn carriages, don't go. If you don't like the circus, don't attend. If you don't like pet stores, then don't buy your pet from a pet store. I mean, all these, it's an easy solution, and but it's all about getting back to the rights of the individual versus the collective. We have to restore knowledge and understanding across America and appreciation for our Constitution, which protects our God-given rights. The Constitution doesn't give us our rights, but it does protect our God-given rights. And our founding fathers believed that the most important of our constitutional rights was ownership of private property. And they also knew that if we lose private property ownership, the country will collapse. Well, you know, if people are doing the math, they can see that we are on the precipice of just that. So what we've asked our members and what I am requesting of your listeners is to take a stance to never compromise on issues of private property, which is far-reaching on many, many things, your person, your health, your ideas, the land. All these things, your car, your belongings,
0: but also never
1: collaborate with those who seek our demise. We see too much of that today. And people think, oh, well, we need to reach across the aisle and blend together. And, you know, well, we're no longer the Republican Party is no longer the the party of the big tent. We are no longer that. It has been infiltrated. There are too many Republicans who are treasonous and traitors to the Less government, more self-reliance mission of the GOP. Um, we need to get back to that. But also, of your listeners, question anybody who's against our constitutional principles, and always question the premise. You know what is up their sleeve. What we need to hold our elected representatives at the local, state, and federal levels responsible, and they do take an oath of office. They yes. solemnly swear to affirm that they will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and that they will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that they will take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, that, I, that they will and should well and faithfully discharge the duties of their office on which they're about to enter. So help me God. They swear on the Bible. How many lawmakers are throwing that aside to push personal agendas or agendas for NGOs that are paying them large sums of monies for their campaign? The corruption, we are up to our armpits. We're up to our neck in corruption in this country. We need to start really sifting through that and, in my opinion, go on offense and pass some legislation in every state. To hold these, um, you know, get rid of lobbyists. I think lobbyists are, oh, yes. are poison Absolutely. in every state legislature Absolutely. and at the federal level.
2: Even we, the ones we think are bidding for us. They Let's can get, all rid be of all, bought. get rid of all of them.
1: They can all be bought. We need to get rid of all of them. We need to limit donations to lawmakers. It's It's corruption. It's just, it's not what... It was intended by our founders.
2: And they shouldn't be making more than the average person in their district. They shouldn't be making so much money that they want this to be a career. Amen. You know, why Why should somebody pay in a tax to pay their salary, why should they make more money than that person? Exactly. It, it doesn't make any sense, and it's just grown. I'm, I'm going to send you this article, and it has... It has Republicans and Democrats both named in it. One of which is McConnell, who was also in it to get money from China—not exactly. money, but yes. a deal. Got deals. So it's it's a, a mess that we're in. But there's hope because you and I are speaking the truth and we're working hard. Amen. Thanks to bring that, America ma'am. home. God bless you. I want to talk to you thank after the show. Thank Hang you. On. Yes. <laughs>